Hello and welcome to the Fit Professional Podcast, the number one podcast for fitness professionals looking to build their fitness business. If you're after more clients, more income, and more free time, then you've come to the right place. Visit podcast.fitprofessional.com.au today. Hello, welcome to the Fit Professional Podcast. Brett Campbell back again. Today I have a very, very exciting guest with me. Um, a, we go a long way back. Um, I'm sure he's going to he'll tell you all about that um, today. But uh, he's a great friend of mine, um, and uh, he hails from New South Wales in Ballina, um, a lovely little town in Ballina. Um, and his name is Shannon Mack. Welcome to the show, brother. Good morning, Brett. How are we? Good oh. to be on. Yeah, mate, excellent. And uh, look, first of all, um, thank you for taking the time today because um, I do know you've got something very, very exciting happening at the moment. Uh, your wife is um, about to pop. Um, and when I say about to pop, she's about to give birth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that, that can happen at any stage. So if this interview um, does go a bit skew with and, and you hear Shannon race off and hear his car start up, um, I'll continue on and I'll pretend to be Shannon. But uh, <laughs> while I have you, um, mate, once again, welcome to the show. For the listeners out there um, who um, you know don't know of you or who haven't heard of you, um, mate, give them a little bit of a background about you know where, where you started in the industry, just a snapshot version, um, where you started in, in the industry and where you are currently now. And what we'll do is we'll go deeper on, on that as we go through the show. Yeah, cool. No worries, mate. Yeah, so... I've been in the industry for about uh, about 10 years, sort of um, kicked off, I graduated uni and um, moved uh, up to Ballina to, um, to kick it off, uh, which I never looked back. So I came up with a, a bit of a goal to, um, to graduate and then, and then get into the industry and that's exactly the way it went. So uh, since finishing that, I mean, I had the had a vision to uh, to open up my own premises. I had no idea how it would happen. And coming to a new town, I didn't know anyone. Uh, was a bit of a bit of a shock. So, but it all it all panned out. And, and fast forward ten years, and I'm uh, running my own uh, business now. We've got the Fitchick franchise under us too. Run my own um, semi-private uh, training business. I've got two trainers underneath me, and uh, it's pumping along. It's one of the best uh, adventures and journeys I've ever been on, and I wouldn't change it for anything. And I, I'm I'm pumped for the future. It's an exciting time, and um, yeah, mate, it's it's uh, good to be able to share all the stories with people because um, I've been I've been there, and I'm still learning, and it's a ever-evolving uh, industry and it's yeah, it's good to be a part of. Excellent, mate. And um, look, you certainly did give us a great snapshot view there. And, and just to, to talk to that a little bit more, and, um, you know, I've, I've known Shannon for about uh, coming up probably four or five years. Um, That'll be right. And uh, Shannon and I actually um, started working with each other um, around that time uh, where I seen Shannon as a, you know, he was a solo personal trainer. Um, you know, like many of us when we start out with solo personal trainers. And, and he, I, I knew at this, you know, when I first started working with Shannon that he, he did, he had the vision that he has right now. His vision was to own his own studio, um, to be doing more semi-private um, slash group style training because he's seen the light as well. And, and if you've been listening to me long enough, you'll hear that I am a massive fan on, um, you know, group training, semi-private group training where you can really leverage your time uh, and earn more money for it as well in the same token. So, Shannon, let's let's talk a, a little bit about your journey because I, I personally know there's some really great lessons along the way and, and it, obviously it hasn't been all plain sailing. Um, 
you know, and there's there's always some hiccups along the road. So let's let's take go back to a bit of a time where you had one of your first, uh, you know, biggest lessons in, in in your transition from becoming a solo personal trainer to then uh, working more in the uh, you know semi-private style um, basis because I know that was your first step. So let's talk about one of your biggest lessons that you learned at that sort of stage. Yeah, no worries, mate. Well, I um. Uh, coming out of uni, when I was here, I was training people on and off, and uh, I was a part of commercial gyms, and I was uh, I managed some, and I, I was a part of obviously doing a bit of both. And after, I mean, I was I was at one for a bit, for a few years, and I realised that uh, it wasn't the direction that I wanted to go, and I. At that point, honestly, I wasn't too sure how, how and what and how I'd go about it. Um, at this point, it was pretty around that time when um, uh, a couple of years in, when I did start, when I did meet meet you and um, mate, that one of those calls, one of the first calls that I had, um, I kind of I was talking to you, I was, I was arming an R and I was I was not sure what to do, and you actually asked me, you just you said simple question, what do you actually want, and. That right there, I remember sitting into the camera, to the phone. I think I was smiling at you through the, <laughs> smiling through the, uh, through the screen, and, and you and you said to me like, "Mate, you got a grin on your face," and I was like, "Yeah." And he's, I was, you said, "Why?" And I was like, "I've just visioned this thing that I want, and I just thought about it, and 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 that's what I want." And that right there and then was one of the most exciting times because I, up until then I wasn't sure. I was a bit scared, a bit unsure of how it was. But that just made me. It made me kind of dream and think about what was possible. Yeah. And that was more of a long-term goal when I first sat down with you and I wanted this big open warehouse-style premises and a big garage door, the lights and the music, and I could I could smell it and I could see it and. That was the first time that I created a vision, and from there, I mean, that's I knew that that is what I wanted. That is what I wanted to run, and the people there, and that feeling, that vibe. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, fast forward now, and I, I mean, there, I wasn't too sure how long it would take. It was, it was a long-term goal. I mean, I have, a, I have since achieved that, and we're just about to move uh, into our third premises um, as of now. So right as we speak to you now, we're finalising uh, about going into a new premises, which um, allows us to, to progress and grow as well. Actually, that's something I haven't told you, Brett, so that's pretty exciting. It's <laughs> news to me, mate. It's great, yeah. great news. Um, so that's a, another exciting adventure too. So yeah. um, that, honestly, to, to know, to have a, a thought or an idea, a dream, that was one of the biggest things that I first learned. Because when I first understood that, you said to me, "That's what you need, man. That's what, that's what you need to work towards." Mm. And I did. I smiled, and I was so excited, and I was pumped for weeks and months. And then I just slowly worked towards that vision, and I kept that alive for so long until where we are now. Was it is so close to what I want? What I want, and this next step will be pretty much spot on. And that's the exciting thing. Mm. It all started years back when you asked me that one question: What do I actually want? It's, no. it, it's amazing there, and I just want to talk to that question for a moment because, you know, what, what can happen at times is, you know, you could be listening to this and you're going, oh, I can't wait for this, I want this secret secret answer that, that someone's going to give me or I want this new marketing strategy that's, get, that's going to really work for me. But at the end of the day, you know, and, and I'll call it coaching genius, right? Um, and, I mean, oh, look, I didn't, come up, I didn't come up with that question, but that question had been asked to me and I knew it had such a profound 
um, effect on me uh, was what do you actually want? You know, like it's, it's not a hard question, but it is a very hard answer to answer. Sorry, it's a hard question to answer, right? Because what it does is it actually makes you have to stop for a minute. You have to stop all your shit. You have to stop what's going on in your head. You have to stop the excuses, the, oh, why me type of attitude. And you have to literally sit there and go, you know, waving the magic wand, what do I actually want? You know, for me, when I first started in the industry, you know, one of the things is I had a generic default answer was I want to run a gym. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love my own gym. But I didn't think that through. And when I actually asked myself this question, running my own gym was the last thing that I actually ever wanted. Now, it wasn't congruent with my goals. It wasn't congruent with my lifestyle. I, I didn't want to have to be that person or that trainer that had to turn up to his studio every day. Now, for someone like yourself, that's what you love doing. Like You, you get up to go to your facility because you love it. It's your bread and butter. It's your baby. Now, the reason is, is that goal was so congruent with what you actually wanted in your lifestyle, and that's why you've been able to achieve that, mate. So, you know, pat on the back for that. And, and on the, the second note with uh, moving into your, you know, your next uh, step, I guess we'll call it, the, the, the new studio, new um, warehouse, etc. And Look, I definitely can't wait to have a chat about that. But let's, let's take a step back from your transition. When, when we first started working together from being a, you know, doing the one-on-one training, and, and at that time, you were literally working out of, um, well, it was when you first joined your first ever um, facility where you moved out of a gym, and, and it was literally a, um, it was almost like a one-bedroom uh, <laughs> <laughs> one facility, wasn't it, where you started working? <laughs> Mate, it was, uh, yeah, it was small, and, and looking back now, it's actually, that place was the size of our, um, our office area yeah. now. And but but moving into it, I I, I remember I, I called you up and I was like, Brad, I got this place, and you came down and we had a look, and uh, I mean that was that was the start. Like I didn't know where it was going to go from there. I just kept on having that vision, yeah. um, and it was it was small and it was and it was dingy and it was. But I mean, we loved it and we were there for I mean oh, not quite two years, um, and the reason why we moved out is obviously because we we grew out of it, mm. but. Moving in, shifting across, going, making that decision to leave a commercial setting with uh, a place that had 800 odd members daily coming in, um, to to then deciding and saying, well, I'm gonna shift out, go out on my own. I mean, I'll I'll be the first to say, I mean, this is probably not how most people should do it, but I had no backing, I had zero help, and at that point, I didn't, I honestly did not know how it would actually pan out i had clients and i had clients that 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 trusted me and they and they came across with me um but it was that point of of moving out and then i was i was signing these contracts and signing long-term things and this was a step that was huge and i just remember so vividly being so scared and but being so excited Mm. and it was just that feeling that kept me kept me moving forward and that little place was just the start of the the next step. It just opened my eyes to what was possible. Um, I mean, people weren't coming to me for the place that I was in. They were coming, and I, I always say it now, it was just it was the feeling, it was the vibe, it was the support. It wasn't what I was in, yeah. and we we can we ended up like making 
I made that weakness of the small place. It had no ventilation. It was, it, it had no airflow. It, it, on a cold day, on a hot day, it was just nothing inside. But we made that a strength. We said that this is what it is, and that's that's honestly how I came up with the business name as well because it's exactly what it was. It was raw. It was it was there was nothing to it. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't. Um, but that was my vision, and that was part of what I wanted to create. I didn't want it to be the same as everyone else. I wanted it to be. Yeah, I had a dream, but I just wanted it to be different. Mm. And that shifting right there and then across, making that decision, as scary as it was, it was the start of just the biggest venture ever. And I definitely won't, wouldn't change that. And I wouldn't go into a bigger place earlier because that just helped me set up for the future. Mm. I think there's always some good lessons in everything, and I always look for a lesson uh, and the lesson that I see here, uh, which you know really stands out, and, and anyone listening, like you can have your big vision and goal, but it doesn't mean your next step needs to be that vision and goal. And you know, for Shannon, I remember driving down to Ballina, and you know, we were walking around the facility. Yeah, basically, we were just doing, a, we were standing on a spot, turning around because we could see it all. <laughs> but we were going, oh, you could do this here, you could do that there, you can set up a banner here, those types of things. And and what we were doing, what that really was, was like you said, you, you, it was the next step. Now, when we, when I first moved from an outdoor boot camp to an indoor boot camp, our first facility was a fishing club. Like we had, like literally, there was an old, imagine this, an old fishing club which has brick walls. It had the floor was, you know, those small little pieces of timber that are, um, you know, put in. Uh, oh, jeez, those really small, like a hundred mil by fifteen mil wide pit slats of timber. Like there was just thousands of them slatted on the floor, right? And so it was really old school. Had fishing trophies, posters all on the walls, um, you know, memorabilia. Uh, had it even had a, it even had a. Um, a taxidermied uh, fish on the wall is like it, it was not the best looking joint, but the, you know it, it was one step towards your um, or towards the bigger picture. Because what can happen is we can sidetrack ourselves and go, oh, I'm just going to wait until I can have enough money to buy my gym, or I can have enough money to do this next thing. What you need to understand is that each thing comes with a progression, and that's exactly what you did. So now I, I want to ask you the question. Um, because, again, I know that this was a, a bit of a, a roadblock for you at the time because it was uncharted territory. What um, or how did you go about um, transferring? Because I know at the time you were doing just one-on-one training. Okay? That's correct. You were just doing one-on-one training. And for anyone out there who's just doing one-on-one training and they've thought about doing semi-private or you know combining having more than one person at a session at a time, what were some of your key things that you utilised or implemented at that time to be able to transfer from one-on-one to then multiple on one? And and what did that look like for your business? Yeah, definitely. I mean, at that point when I transferred, uh, when I was at the commercial gym, I was doing, it would have been 90, 90% one-on-ones and I had the odd two-on-one here and there. Um, at that point, again, I didn't have many systems in place. Uh, I was just turning up, running the sessions and going home. And looking back, I mean, I, that's all I wanted to do. I did want to get in there. Um, I loved training, but as soon as I finished, I had no had no passion to stay there, and that. So I was just I'd done my bit, and then I left. Um, and I had a lot of like cancellations, and then uh, I'd have early mornings, late nights, and I, I like I had at that point in time, I was doing 
4.30 a.m. start. I mean, no, quarter to four, I had to get up to go train a lady at 4.30 a.m. three times a week, and I'd done that for 18 months. And during the winter, I was driving, and I just I said, this is, this is not what I want to do. This is not what I want to do. So I had many cancellations, early mornings, late nights, and then that there when I shifted into the new place, I, I um, had doubled in the two-on-ones, and I knew that I was able, I was only doing majority of half an hour, half hour sessions as well. So I started to transition into when I was doing the twos, I'll do the, the, I'd increase that too. I mean, we treat them as sessions, not necessarily 60 minutes, but you could call them just a session. So we transitioned into longer sessions with two. And then going across to the other place, I started to definitely going, then adding a third person was, was, it was scary. And I was unsure of how it would go. So let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about how that, that particular moment, like how, if, if you were to explain to a trainer right now, how do you go about that? Like, how can someone transition from, from one client to two, to then adding another person? Like, what are the things that you need to do? How do you present that to your clients and those type of things? And, and what were the, what was the feedback that you got from that? Yeah, definitely. Well, at the point, I mean, say, I mean, when I was back then, I was probably, I don't know how much, I was only probably, uh, they were investing maybe 40 bucks for a half hour session or something along those lines. Um, so at that point in time, when I had, the, I might have been, I had a few clients a, top, a couple of times a week and some were sporadic. And I knew that I needed, from a results standpoint, to get them to train more, more and more regularly, more consistently. And I wanted to have a sort of longevity with them as well. So that transition um, from the one to two, when I was talking to them, I, I mean, I had to sit down with every. I did. I sat down with every single one of them, um, and I talked over them the transition that the business was going through and that I was going through, and that I was excited to, to, for this next. Uh, next journey with them and I was able to honestly present a very um, uh, feasible model for them to actually train more um, more consistently at not much of an increase in investment but it's also because I was adding more people to the sessions as time went along um, so obviously I was leveraging my time um, so I went from obviously say 40 bucks say for half hour and then I might not have had at someone for another hour or so so two obviously right now we have it capped um, our semi-private model is capped at five, um, and we do it a little bit differently. I'm, I know a lot of people do uh, whiteboard sessions that are very similar. Everyone does a similar thing. So we, um, when we transitioned, we still held with a model that every person was individually programmed for. Um, every person was individually um, assessed, and they would have, and we would coach them through their own program, even in a small group model. So we called it one-on-one in a small group setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we presented to that, I, I said to my clients, I said, you're actually getting um, longer time training with us. With this investment, I mean, if people were training with us twice a week, two half hours, they were able to go maybe up to nearly at that point in time, I think our three sessions was about 89. So if they were doing two half hours at 40, bucks each so they were then we, our semi-private model they could train three a week at 89 so it was kind of like the transition was mm-hmm. was quite easy because of the way you you helped me design that little model there too Brett um so that transition was easy <laughs> sorry a little smirk there <laughs> um so when I was presenting it to them I mean uh 
I, I was so passionate about what I could offer them and how I could help them that it wasn't hard for me to, to talk to them about it. It wasn't hard for that feeling to come across to them and for them to trust in what I had um, and what I was doing. So I didn't lose any clients. I never did. I mean, since then, we've we've um, obviously increased our our options and our rates and that kind of stuff as well. But it was because of that, that feeling and that passion that we had to offer to them that they could see, they could feel it in me from the word go. And they trust. And many of my clients, they said, yeah, I, I trust in what you do. Like, I trust in that, that next step. It was going from one to two, from then the two to three was was scary. But I got a bit of a story going from <laughs> from three to uh, to five. I um majority of them I've been going with the threes, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna add one person in there. So I'll go I'll go to, and I'll add to the I'll make it the four. So I add the four. Then one, that one session was a six a.m. session, one Friday morning. That it ended up another. <laughs> Another lady turned up, so I went from three and I jumped to five without knowing and I stood there. When she walked in, I stood and I looked at her and my heart dropped. I was like, shit. At that point in time, because I was prepared and I was organised and that's the biggest thing that you have with with your semi-private model, if you're unorganised and you don't have everything for them planned, you'll be running around like a headless chook and it is a very unprofessional and they can see through that. Mm. So because we were planned, everyone was um, ready and we coached them through that, um, that transition wasn't as hard. But right there and then that was that opened. I said, well, I I can do that. So then we capped our semi-private at five. And at this point in time, we will never go above that. And that's just our choice. We've just capped it at five because we are um, obviously individually programmed for them um, and everyone's doing their own things. So we've got to make sure that we get the most out of them as well. Um, But I sat down with them, talked to them, that transition. I offered um, them obviously the continued level of service, if not better. And I always opened it for feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, if at any point they were ever unsure or uncertain of something, I was always I made that communication two ways, and I never blocked it out. Always took it on board because it was a transition that I was going through as well. Um, and since then, that point in time, <laughs> when I had all the one-on-one clients, I mean, we got about I don't know, like seventy odd um, weekly clients coming through now. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, I had about ten. <laughs> Um, so yeah, obviously the business is more is is boomed, and even in the last twelve months, it's it's nearly doubled as as well. So um, it's an exciting time, and that point right there, going from the one on one and transitioning the whole business to semi private, just opened up opened so, up so many opportunities. In in regards to that, because I, I guess there's you know a point I want to touch on there is number one is you're not just doing semi-private where you're chucking people in and doing small this is not small group training it's it's individualized um, one-on-one and what we'll probably have to do with that because that'll open up in a whole nother can of worms and I'm sure there's a lot of interest in and actually I'll put it out to there to the listeners if, if you're interested in finding out how Shannon actually individually 
um, programs for his semi-private. We'll, we'll get Shannon back on another episode. Um, so head over to uh, fiitprofessional.com.au. Um, check out, this will be episode number 27, I believe. Um, and leave us a comment there. And, and um, you know, if, let's let's say we get um, a handful of comments, we'll, we'll get you back on and we'll talk about that. Because that, that, that in itself is an art um, being, because I'm sure we've got people sitting there going, oh, how can you have five people doing all different things and so on and so forth? But you hit the nail on the head by being prepared. Um, so preparation is certainly key. So let's change tack a little bit there, Shan, from from the semi-private model because you also run a group training model as well, and, and you're one of our awesome, uh, you know, for Czech Transformation Location owners. Um, so let's talk about the group training and why you think um, why you're an advocate of group training and what are some of the, the key things that, that you and your business get from it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll, um, I'll start with saying we with our clients, and especially with their female clients, I mean, we've got obviously a mix of both in a few markets, but with their female clients, we had them, there was a point when they were just doing their uh, their personal sessions, so their semi-private sessions, and it was at that stage when I, I kind of put it out to them, I said, because I knew a few of them had uh, memberships or they were doing their own little bit in between, so say if they were training with us, um, say three times a week, we, we found out that they were doing a little bit of... Um, uh, something in between those, whether it was with friends or whatever. So we kind of put it out there and we said, if we were to run something that um, that served, that, that, that hit it with your goals, would you be interested in um, coming along and trialling it out? Um, and we got awesome feedback. And to the first, one of the first sessions we ran, we had um, about 16, 17 ladies come in. And at that point, I just, I, I kind of, I thought, well, there's that gap in the market. There's something that, that, that needs to be served, and I, and so we started, we started, um, we implemented those group sessions to complement um, more so the ladies that wanted that wanted to do a bit of both. But it just evolved into obviously being nearly a standalone um, part of our business, and now obviously being invested into the the, the um, fit franchise. Um, it now is a separate model, but. Because we're both, we, we blend them. We blend them both and they have massive crossover. Um, so now a lot of our uh, fit chick uh, ladies have come onto the program um, are now crossing over into our personal model as well. Yeah. Um, and it's it's fantastic. I mean, it obviously, it, um, we're increasing our sessions and the ladies are getting fantastic results. Um, and that model... Um, with the group, it just it blended, and because we obviously had a, a passion in the, obviously the program design side of it, um, we were able to to complement and to match the two so they didn't work against each other. Mm. Um, and the environment that was created was just something that I saw. It's just so we just ran with it, and um, <coughs> kicking off with the the Fitchick franchise has just been a, a whole new level. I mean, we since obviously opening, we we start it's the twenty sixth of April, wasn't it? We, we kicked off our uh, official open day for our one here in Ballina. We've been doing the group ones, the group sessions for a, a while before that. Um, but even since then, we've sort of added over about 20 ladies to the program, mm. um, which is fantastic. <laughs> and it's, I think that the, one of the great best things that you just said there is the synergy created. So, you know, if you're listening to this and go, oh, I don't want to just do one-on-one or I don't want to just do group training, you can actually have the synergy of two. And what you said was you said there was a gap in the market and, and there are going to be members. If you've got just a one-on-one training business and you are purely doing one-on-one sessions, ask your clients because they are probably missing out on something else because it would be fair to say that they would still come to the gym. 
Now, uh, you know, let's say you're training someone one-on-one for three times a week. I almost guarantee you, or if someone's committed, of course, they'll be coming to the gym on the, the other days that you're not with them. So if there's another lower barrier of entry program or product that they can get into, then you, you're missing out if you're not doing that. So um, that, that was a great transition for yourself. You know, you started with the one day and then now you're, now you're up to running multiple sessions per week for groups. Um, you've got, you know, multiple ladies who are doing groups who are now jumping into uh, semi-private groups as well to, you know, to really fast track those type of results. And so that, that's, that's a really good lesson in itself. Um, you know, you don't need to just be doing one of these things, okay? But but models are there. You can do one if you choose to do one. So it really comes back to that question at the start, you know, what do you want? So let's, um, we're about, about to wrap up here, Shannon, but I, as always, I like to, um, to ask my guests, you know, what is the number one way that you're currently getting members into your facility? What's the number one marketing strategy you're currently using? Honestly, uh, social media is massive. So uh, social media is, at the moment for us, it is huge, and we get like we get pretty constant leads through. Um, obviously, with our uh, ads and stuff that we run, um, some little tips and tricks that you've uh, passed on to us. But also, one thing that's been huge for us, um, and it's continued working both for guys and girls because we've made more niched markets. Is is um, is groups is groups created on Facebook specific to certain markets? So we have. Um, obviously some female orientated that kind of is a lead generation tool for our uh, FitChick programs. Um, we have obviously our closed VIP groups for all our current clients, but the other these other ones are more public and open. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have some specific to, um, so we've obviously got a, a background in sports performance. So we have some towards that. We have a female orientated group and also a because one of my markets is also towards the guys and muscle building. So we have a, a group there. So Facebook and the interaction on those groups is massive. And I've found that um, that has been um, trumped, obviously, the fan pages as well for an interaction standpoint. And people are talking, asking us questions. Um, and this is happening daily. So the leads that come through there, even just from – I mean, I put a lot of time, obviously, in, in giving out a lot of my knowledge for free – and not because I feel like I have to, but I actually enjoy it. Um, it's it's fun that these, these people are asking questions that they they need to they need answered. So those groups have been huge. So social media um, mm. at the moment for us is just I mean, yeah, done right. It is powerful. Yeah, and the the key phrase there is done right. Um, I've seen so many people out there trying to duplicate what we've created with Fitchicks. Um, you know, what you're talking about is a private group. We, we've created a private group. We've got over 15,000 members. Um, and the, the powerful thing about this is you do not make it open to everyone, okay? And what I mean by that is don't create an open group where anyone can join themselves. They need to be invited, okay? Because a personal invitation, it's like going to a party. If you've got a personal invitation and you have to walk up to the door and hand it over, you feel far more special than just walking up to the door saying, hey, can I come to this party, right? So there are, there's a lot of psychology that goes on behind it. Now, and I have, like I said, I've seen many people try and duplicate what we do, but the issue behind it is that you create a group and you don't interact in it. Now, I know you're great at that because, you know, I'm a part of your groups um, and I see what's going on and, and you are very, very active. And the only way you can be um, active is by getting in there and, and communicating. And, and another tip there is if you are being active and you're not getting the feedback that you'd like straight away, don't give up, right? Like I've, I've put, we've put posts in our group um, at the start. Um, now we'll put a post and we'll get, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of comments on it. But at the start, when we first created our, our massive group, it's, um, 
you know, we were putting posts up and we weren't getting the reaction we wanted. Like, I was expecting, yeah, let's get 30 likes or 50 likes or 100 likes on this and let's get some interaction. And, and sometimes it's not going to give you what it needs to. So the key there is to be consistent with it. And, you know, I have to totally agree with you. That's exactly, you know, and it's not a secret um, out there. That's exactly how Fit International has been born is from, you know, uh, many other things. But one of the core key components is having a very successful group um, where you educate and motivate these people on a daily basis. So, Shannon, mate, it's great to see you doing everything right. Um, you're moving forward. Uh, mate, you, it's certainly great to see your journey and be a part of your journey. Very, very exciting. Um, have you got any last uh, words for our listeners before we uh, sign off here? Yeah, just don't don't ever uh, give up on your on your dreams. I mean, it's not going to come. Success is a pretty squiggle, squiggled line. Um, it's up and down, backwards, forwards. But it's keep it. Yeah, um, accept the good and the bad. The, the the days where you're on fire, go for it. Um, but keep moving forward and don't ever sort of give up on what you actually want um, because if you don't do it, someone else will. Um, someone else will go out and get your goal. Um, so you might as well be the person that um, strives for it. So, yeah. Awesome, uh, mate. And where, where can our listeners find out more about uh, Shannon Mack? Yeah, I'll have to um, – my name is terrible to uh, spell, mate. So. It is. I'll put it, in, I'll put it in the show notes. It's actually yeah. a very – it took me about um, – 12 months to even be able to pronounce it so um, yeah put a few links in there that'll be the easiest way Um, but yeah you can sort of reach out obviously on websites and also through um, social media I'll be very happy to um, interact with anyone and answer any questions yeah cool so it's um, I'll just give you a heads up Shannon M-A-C-I-E J-E-W-S-K-I that's it mate well done that's a mouthful if anyone if anyone out there wrote that down um, I'll be very surprised. Um, you're, you're a legend if you did. I mean, you're sitting there with a pen and pencil, a pen and paper waiting. But uh, we'll put your, put your links in the show notes. Anyone wants to find out more about Shannon, um, head over and do so. Um, he's a great guy, um, and he's certainly moving in the fitness industry. So, Shannon, thanks for being on the show, buddy. Um, we'll get, get you on another episode. Um, and peace out, brother. Thank you.